Hey everyone, welcome to Smash and Grab Comics. This is Tyler. Uh, JP could not make it tonight, but I have two special guests on the phone. Creators of Marshall Star, Dennis Roth and Declan Burke. How are you guys? Doing great. Quite well, sir. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Um, so, Declan, we've got you on the line all the way from uh, British Columbia. Um, yes, indeed. Lucky for you, it's a little earlier in the evening. Our our evening is 8 o'clock now. Yes, it's the late dinner podcast tonight. <laughs> That's all right. Um, so, I'm calling you guys... To, <laughs> calling <laughs> you guys to talk about Marshall Star. Um, <clears throat> so... Which one of you came up with the concept for this, the storyline? I'd have to take credit for that one. Um, oh. as, as I usually introduce ourselves, I'm the creative lead. The story, for the most part, is uh, my uh, kind of brainchild. Um, but Declan, at this point, as uh, my writer, is also a co-creator on several other things that we've collaborated on within Marshall Star to make it uh, what we feel is a pretty, pretty fulfilled uh fulfilling world and setting yeah yeah um usually when we get asked this question i always uh i always say to people uh denny really kind of came up with the original idea came to me and said i've been pitching i've been thinking of this uh, idea for a story in like this this weird sci-fi fantasy world and i was like all right so what are you thinking and he's like i'm thinking it's somewhere between space opera fantasy western general sci-fi and i was and my response was okay <laughs> there, let's just, par that down to some specifics yeah i, I didn't hear i didn't hear anything general in there <laughs> that was very specific <laughs> it's generally vague is what it is generally vague yeah, yeah. We, we started out i think more with a sense of what we wanted to do mm-hmm. and then between a lot of very long skype conversations we began to cobble together a more coherent idea for first the characters, then the story of where they were going, and then the world just sort of branched out from there and just got infinitely more complicated and interesting to the point where 90% of what we end up talking about is tangents that lead off from where we are and how it's going to be so great once people get to those moments 40, 50 chapters down the line and they'll be like, oh my god, they were setting this up in chapter 3, these guys are brilliant (laughs) that's awesome how do you um, so what is your work like with each other being that uh, one of you is from the Midwest and the other is from Western Canada Um, so what? how, how do you guys work together um do you Quite just, well, do you I just, think, given the distance. Do, do you send him the script, or does he send you the artwork? Um, a uh, little bit of both. Okay. I think uh, the best way to describe our, our our usual creative process is like last night. We kind of discuss ideas of, okay, we want to work on – we need to work on this chapter because this chapter is coming up. We have numerous scripts up to uh, chapter 7, but we have some other stuff coming up that we need to start ironing out and kind of filling in the blanks of or just the rough – profiles we have and so we start just kind of brainstorming ideas and bounce ideas off of one another mix and match stuff until we eventually yep. uh, come up with stuff and there are times where as we're discussing things I'll have uh, my I'll have my art program up and we're discussing stuff and I'll have my screen shirt on and we'll I'll be drawing in there showing him ideas like uh, what's coming to my mind visually okay and then we can kind of judge how that's how that's coming together for like character designs and yeah. plots and images um it's and then, I, 
I, I think um, if you wanted kind of a uh, script to screen style breakdown, uh -huh. it's it's we almost kind of operate in a bow line. Sure. When it comes to workflow, uh, we have the conversations like we said. And I, uh, for the record, Denny, we said I actually looked at the time we spent last night. We set a new record five hours straight. Um, so we had one, oh really? We were at six. You guys yeah. were about six hours of just going over we, issues and sometimes stuff. Sometimes and... we. Sometimes we do, yeah. It's just again, we get when we get in the zone, we just sort of go, and these tangents will go forever and ever and ever. But when we do those discussions, it's usually like, which one of us has the burning thing that we want to talk about today? Yeah. Danny's got an idea for something visual. I've got an idea for something story-wise. We riff on that. We see what each other's ideas are, kind of get a general idea of what we're feeling, move into specifics if there's anything coming up immediately. Denny's showing me art stuff. I'm sending him the latest on whatever chapter I'm working on. Then we sort of split off. Denny works on the art because right now I'm quite a ways ahead in terms of the writing. Yeah. So his primary thing is just already doing the art of what I've written. And I'm just chipping away at the next, uh, either the next chapter or revisions for the chapters that are coming up more immediately. Then when the art's locked down and the story is locked down, we reconvene and specifically go over that stuff. Denny sent, or Denny sends it to me. I give my thumbs up. We talk and discuss, and then it goes out. Okay. Um, so just to give our listeners a um, plot uh, of Marshall Star, what we have is a Marshall uh, wandering into a bar um, looking for the boss of a mob or a gang, um, and then a whole big bar fight breaking out. Um, <laughs> that, that, I mean, that, those are very simple terms, but um, mm -hmm. uh, how how did you come up with this opening scene? I mean, I, I envisioned Han Solo at the at the cantina, well, not the cantina, but where uh, where Luke found him. Right? It's got. Mm -hmm. uh, it was very similar with your scene of the um, <clears throat> gang member um, taking out his weapon and firing on the marshal um, reminded me of uh, Han and Guido. That, that was intentional. That, that, is, that is literally a visual reference to that, to the Han shot first scene okay. uh, from A New Hope. Um, and the, the, the entire cantina bar brothel uh, scene of Marshall is kind of to, to give people a feel of like that, that's, you walk into uh, walk into the, the cantina on Mos Eisley, and you just have yep. you know it is a, it's a wretched hive of scum and villainy kind of thing. You have all these weird looking aliens and fantasy monsters yep. kind of hanging out as in this obviously kind of outlaw place. Um, but I, I was very specific in that because like the first for the first couple of pages, I wanted specifically to set it up visually as kind of that lone lone gunman lone. Uh, bounty hunter marshal yeah. walking basically just kind of walking right into trouble um doing their job and the specific visual of of her walking up walking along a, a dusty dusty uh street as the wind's blowing and howling and other people kind of eyeing her with a combination of you know who's that and other people are milling around doing their business but i, I wanted to start it visually a very specific way yeah and uh that's uh that's one thing i kind of i i at least was able i feel to get across very well in uh in the first chapter definitely mm -hmm. and you know she was covered up to begin with um so was that intentional to um kind of hide her gender 
Uh, it was, it was usually meant mostly to hide her identity in, in context of the story. Okay. Um, because her her being a woman really has doesn't have much to do with with that. But it's like more she's walking into a place that you know, if she was found out of being the marshal, she's in an outlaw town. She's going to get gunned down the first chance that first chance anyone recognizes her. But covered up, disguised walking in to, to try and get answers she needs because she's trying to meet her team for further work and then of course everything goes all downhill right um so we i, I thought that was pretty funny when they're saying i you know never deviate from the plan you know and she just couldn't she just couldn't <laughs> help herself you don't you don't you don't deviate from the plan unless the plan goes wrong yeah. where did this yep. go wrong yeah that's arbery she that's she just plan Bree. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, at first I forgot her name, and so then uh, I thought it was Plan Bri, like Brian. And I'm like, why is that the plan name? But then I'm like, oh <laughs> duh. <laughs> um, that's that's actually a running gag from when we first got everyone kind of the characters kind of settled. Okay, is that that's our running gag is Plan Bree. That's Don't worry, funny. there'll be plenty of other times it comes up, so you'll learn yes. to remember it. You know, and yes, when she yes, first so. slaps her tail down on the table, I, I was like, I didn't know if that was a, a tentacle or what. And I'm looking for it in, in other uh, scenes, and it took me a little while till I finally found a uh, panel where it's showing her tail. Mm-hmm. So I'll admit that I, that was hard to try and try and do for that panel because the, the scene in my mind is. I, I, st- I it was the same kind of similar scene from like Dragon Ball Z when Frieza slaps his tail on the ground when he right. fully transforms, and I kind of wanted that effect because I kind of wanted that nice little impact of you know stuff's escalating kind of thing. For, yeah. For that. So Denny, it, it seems uh, to me like you're influenced by manga and anime. Uh, is that is that a accurate or do you read American that's, comics as uh, well? That's a very that's a fair assessment. I read a lot of I, I used to read a lot of comics, but I, I do f- uh, fit a little bit more with the anime aesthetic. Yeah. Um, specifically, the style I go for is a lot of the like mid nine mid to early nineties style of anime uh, stuff like Outlaw Star, yeah, uh, Slayer, Saber Mary Night J, mm-hmm. um, G Gundam is kind of like my favorite styles and some of my favorite shows and i kind of do like the anime aesthetic and some of the way that some of that's handled well this is fun because i read a lot of western comics as well see Um, this is fun because it looks you know it looks like um a manga but it's reading like a regular comic book i shouldn't say regular like an american comic book where we start on on the and we read left to right um so it's it's a fun combination of the two styles and i really like that um, I appreciate that. And and uh, Declan, do you as well read anime and watch or watch anime and read manga? That's that's always an interesting thing when uh, people ask me what my influences are because right. I'm uh, I'm sort of outside of the I guess the mainstream of pop culture. I hate, I hate to put it in those terms because it sounds very hoity-toity, but like. Right. 90% of what I draw inspiration from is, um, uh, and even for Marshall Star, uh, my big, my two big influences for Marshall Star, particularly story and thematic wise, are actually uh, Farscape and yes. Babylon 5. Yep, I get you. Yes. That. And yeah, and that's actually like the, the prologue as we have it, like we really consider chapters one and two to be kind of the equivalent of a pilot episode where you're getting introduced to all the characters, you get a little bit of the, feel for the locations setting for the frontier 
but we have this development that will take place throughout the comic that is similar to things like um, Farscape, where you have this general familiarity that develops as everybody gets settled into the world, and then the world begins to become more interesting and complex, because as you get more comfortable with it, you learn more about it. Yeah. So, yeah, um, as far as... Um, uh, styles of writing go. I've, yeah. I've 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 dabbled. I've dabbled in a couple of mangas and a couple of um, uh, a couple of animes. Nothing yeah. anywhere near as extensive as Denny. No, uh, I'm very much the West to his East. Um, for me, I have a I have a real love of classic science fiction. Um, like 60s, 70s uh, okay. paperbacks are 90% of my library. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I love digging into things that are. Uh, focused stories about either characters or big ideas. And for me, with something like this, which is more of a long-form episodic uh, storytelling, I'm taking a lot of cues, again, from something more like a TV series with one of those longer arcing plots. Right. Um, do you read a lot of comic books? or I, I know a lot of comic writers don't read comic books because they don't want to be mm -hmm. influenced on what they're coming up with. Um, comic books less so. I do love small press comics. Um, uh, Denny and I actually, uh, Denny came and visited me a little while ago when we went to yeah. Bancalf, um, which is our sort of small, excuse me, our uh, small expo right. of uh, small form comics. Uh, so I tend to read more of that kind of stuff. I'm not reading any major books right now again i've dabbled in things like old star wars books i never really got too into superheroes no uh, i was always more on the sci-fi side of things and again i have some small press favorites um but nothing major in terms of like things that i think most of your listeners would probably be familiar with you know it's funny because i just realized um I, I wasn't quite sure if you guys knew what kind of pot comic book podcast we are um we don't focus on um superheroes well we do if they're in the minors but mm -hmm. we don't focus on the big two marvel and dc books um there's mm -hmm. another there's another local podcast that does and we focus on the independent releases um you know we consider image even though it's very large uh as mm -hmm. still an independent um and anybody on down that's creating <clears throat> their own work and really putting their work out there. Um, <clears throat> I usually have a co-host on with me, but uh, he's out. Uh, and, mm -hmm. you know, usually I run the podcast anyway when he's out. So this works out great that you two are available. So Glad um, to be so. <clears throat> so back to the actual book. Um, mm -hmm. Who who decided, I, I'm, you know, where was the rest of the team? Because I, I was watching, uh, I went back and I've read this two or three times now and we watch as the marshal walks into the bar and then all of a sudden their team is there. Were they already in the bar? I'm sometimes um, I have a hard time figuring out what I'm reading. <laughs> so we, we forecast a bit that two of our team members are there on the page with the big, I think it's like page. I think it's going to be, I think it's supposed to be page four. Okay. We have the, the big scene where she walks into the bar and you get a quick shot of, you know, the people that are there in the bar plus yep. some other specific things going on. You know, you've got the dancing girls, you've got the target that's there that they're going after. And then like the other panel in the lower oh. corner is two of our team members. You're right. You're right. I see. And that's what I was asking about because I oftentimes miss, you know, uh, foreshadowing like that. And my uh, co-host, he's usually going, geez, Tyler, it's right there. You know? So, so the, the way, it, the way the plan was supposed to work was, 
Bree's team had already infiltrated the town by at least a couple hours, gathering information, and they were going to get together, um, meet up at the bar, get their information down, and then go after their target. Yep. Well, Bree, being impatient as she is, you know, interrupted the plan because the plan was she improvised because the plan was taking too long. Right. Yep. Um, well, um, because her target turned out to be an ass, and it got her attention early. You know. Of course. And then That's when she, how it usually works. When she realized that he was a dust devil. Uh, then she was like, yep, change of plans. <laughs> no, he'll do. Yep. Get the bartender and go get him. Yep. Uh, so <clears throat> what is the Dust Devils? Are they like um, like a street gang? Are we? Are they going to be more like um, a mob-style kind of group? or I, I've How, how much ref- am I allowed to say, Denny? Uh, I've always referred to them as I think we have this. I think it says it on the back of the comic is that they're uh, they're they are a gang, kind of like an old bandit gang. But I kind of always refer to them as uh, specifically a kind of gang called us like space pirates. Yes, that may, that's, so, a good, that's, that's a good way of putting it. Um, so this this particular one, Kilko, is he higher up at all, or is he mid level guy, or? he was yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you're right if, if you if you read more like we do have more on the website yep. uh, about another uh, issue and a half worth of stuff because this is a web comic first and foremost okay and uh we we put we print out the various chapters as they're completed and we post them online and as i get them as they're going online i'm getting ready getting them ready for print and getting ready so i can actually have a, a, a short limited run at least of physical copies so as um, you as you print the or get them into print how can i buy them because um, I picked well, up, uh, I picked up this one at the con in Sioux Falls. Right, we do have a store associated with our website where you can buy the Marshall Star comic okay. chapters one and two. Um, chapter two is currently out of print. I'm waiting for my printer to get me in another set, which I have to do independently, so it takes a little bit longer to get those. Yeah. Um, I was out of print of them at, at SuperCon, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but I'm working on getting another set printed before my next con down in Wichita uh, for Air Capital Comic Con. Okay. And um, well, usually once they're printed and they're, they're available for sale, we'll have them for sale on the website. We have Marshall Star prints for sale as well, mm-hmm. uh, printed covers of the comic as well as some other individual stylistic prints I've done. So you you um, do you print them yourself or are they sent off to have done? Um, I send them off to uh, Comic Wellspring okay. does them. And okay. they've done a fantastic job with the printing. I have had very little to complain about. Well, I um, love this. A... I love the colors in the cover. Um, <laughs> And so I would I would love to see that as a full size poster. Um, mm. But uh, actually, how big I, is I it? it? I had it at SuperCon. Actually, it's uh the the cover the cover as a as a print is eleven by seventeen. Oh, okay. So it's like a, a normal size poster you'd see on a wall. Yeah. Right. It's a normal size poster you normally see at conventions, and it's done in the normal size that you get a lot of uh, comic pages done. Actually, all the comic pages are done in an eleven by seventeen yep. template. Yep. And then for printing they're reduced by about. 17% down to uh down to the current size they are in the uh in the comic physical format. Yeah, yep. So, uh Declan, do you make it to a lot of cons as well or do you leave that up to Denny? <laughs> uh unfortunately not. No. Uh being up in Canada it means that uh things are just immediately that much more expensive for me to come to Denny's side of the border. Yeah. Um 
it's be- never mind the fact that uh, it's just more expensive over on your side, but my dollars immediately are now worth so much less. Right, um, and that's why so... Canada is great for us because ours. Oh is yeah, more... Denny. Denny can come visit me as much as he likes. We make I out like bandits when we with that. when we cross the border. We're like, whoa. Yeah, I, I mean, was... yeah, I'll might, admit I mean, was... we. We might we might have to work something where uh, since I'm stuck on uh, I'm stuck on the cold side of the border, uh, my signature is going to become uh, the rare gold standard. Yes, yeah. actually getting to meet me is going to be a pain in the butt. Well, yeah, at well, least. I, uh, and and uh, but I'm I am jealous. So you know the northwestern excuse me northwestern United States and and then up into mm-hmm. British Columbia, um, I love the. Um, you know the forest and I love the rainy season and I don't know I'm kind of I live in the tundra of Minnesota where it's always cold uh, we have yeah we have winters I mean, winters oh, coming and winters show. here yeah yeah winter, winter I mean, never left yeah <laughs> I, I'm from I'm from Ontario originally so we have a much uh, uh, back home there's a much greater swing between like plus 30 in the summer and minus 30 in the winter yes out here out here, it's it usually it doesn't even dip that much below zero. Although the last couple of years we've uh, we've had quite a bit of snow in the Lower Mainland, and the last couple of summers the entire province has caught fire. So uh, wow! I mean, yeah. I've been I've been walking around with a freaking um, respirator on half of the summer because the smoke levels were absolutely ridiculous this year. Yeah, but and- um, no, as far as the con scene goes, like I would love to uh, come down and do some stuff with Denny. We almost got into uh, Van Calf this year. Okay. Which, uh, oh, there's a story with that. There's uh, a story with that. Yeah, Denny, uh, we, we applied um, to Vend and they didn't get back to us. So we assumed that, you know, things had, uh, things had closed up. You know, that's just the, those are the breaks. Uh, then Denny got an email from them four hours out from leaving home without any of the Marshall Star stuff saying, hey, tables are going if you want one. <laughs> so... bucks, here's a table. If I would gotten that, because I was about an hour and a half away, yeah. from, away from home, driving to Denver to catch my flight to head up to uh, Seattle for a connecting flight up to Vancouver. Okay. If I had known that a half hour earlier, I would have turned around, ran back home, grabbed a good portion of my Marshall stuff, tossed it in my bag, mm-hmm. zipped it up, and just booked it the rest of the way. Yeah, I, I yeah. would have. In the, in the, I would have said, "Here's my money. We'll get a table. We'll go." And I found out when we were there that that happened for a, about a good dozen people or so got in last minute like that. Wow. Yeah, it's it. It was a good. It was a good show, regardless, though. And I mean, I think that um, for our first occasion, and like especially for Denny getting to see what the show was like, it it worked out well. We we networked. We had some fun <laughs> with other creatives. You know, exchange business cards, all that fun stuff. But yeah. I definitely like to go. Uh, the majority of my con experience, I have done some vending for uh, another friend of mine who I've done some voice work for uh, for his comic project. Uh, and I vended at the big fan expo con, which is uh, kind of our, um, it's kind of our comic con yeah. up here in Canada. Yeah. Uh, and that's a, uh, that's a very different experience. Is um, it? Yes, it is. What time I mean, of year is that in? Um, for us, it's usually in the fall. It's actually been ping ponging back and forth a lot lately. Okay. Uh, I thought it was in November. First couple of, yeah. The first couple of years I was here and it was in October. Now it seems to have slid to November, and my girlfriend told me that it used to be held even closer to September. So, 
I don't know what Hobby Star is doing with it, but like they had um, the last year I was there, they had um, uh, Carrie Fisher before okay. she passed away. So it's, it's like that 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 profile level. T- where the where oh, you yeah. get well oh, you yeah. get actual Star Wars stars to show up. Yeah, yeah, it's, we got we've got one like that here in Kansas called Planet Comic Con that you know we get some big stars there. That's the biggest one in this region. But uh, what what town is that in Kansas? Kansas City. Oh, it is. Okay. That's um, in Kansas City. Yeah. Well, this, uh, Dennis, when I met you up in Sioux Falls, I think this is our third year of this con. So it's very small. Um, everybody that's involved in putting it together, you know, is super supportive of anybody that would come, that would come you know. Uh, so I, I'm hoping someday it'll turn into something big that someone want that people want to go to, you know. Well, my this is my second year at Supercon because I was there for the first year. Were you? And oh, I have stories to tell you about that first year. I bet it was um, bad. <laughs> no, no, that's just the thing. It wasn't bad at all. It was a the, my best con the entire year as far as profits, as far as experience. Oh, cool. <clears throat> so what happens is I get there. I get there Friday. Yeah. Or I get there Thursday. I expect to get set up on. Friday, I'm told that the artist alley isn't setting up till Saturday. Holy buckets. <laughs> I find out where they're putting us is down in the basement of this admittedly large hotel convention center. Right. right so right, it's right, right. nowhere near the size of the actual Denny Convention Center up there nope. that we were at this year. Nope. But it it's this small room. There's like twelve artists, and I'm saying how and I'm thinking how are we going to fit everyone in here? Because I know some of the artists that were there that year, I've known them from previous years, they have massive tables, but we fit everyone down there, and to credit to the con, we all thought we were going to have a bad time. And, you, and it was great? Uh, we had a great time. Like, we had people that were actively asking for where we were. We had con staff who was who were bringing, directing people to us and the um, dealer's room, which is right across the hallway. But the entrance for that was right by the stairwell, where the stairwell emptied out. Sure. Uh, they brought us food. They got us water. They checked on us about every hour or so. Um, like I said, it was the best con experience I've had for any convention staff well i know we when we're also lucky we're also lucky because we were the only room down there i think in most of the con that had a working air conditioner oh no <laughs> yeah um i know the people involved in putting it on i mean from the beginning they wanted it to be um not necessarily classy but they didn't want it to be a joke you know and they they wanted it so that every year it's going to get bigger and better and like you said this year now you know it's at the Denny Sanford place and they've got um you know a nice convention room where the con actually was i was really impressed with this year's uh this year compared to the first year was a really big up- upgrade i unfortunately missed last year yeah. i wanted to come the con the con organizers wanted me to come back cuz they uh, they i had a good experience with them they had a good experience with me mm-hmm. um but unfortunately i couldn't because one of my friends was getting married that same weekend and i really couldn't bug out on that at all so. no um, so I, I, I had to decline, but this year I found out they moved it back into the fall. I'm like, oh, I could, if they got room, I can probably make it. And it turns out they did. I ended up getting a vendor table, but I, I don't really – I considering the time I had, I don't really mind the increase in price. I thought it was well worth it. Oh, really? Good. So um, everyone I talked to uh, who was there that I knew had a pretty good weekend too. So it was, it was a good weekend, a good event all around. And actually I did better this year than I did the first year. So that's always, that's it's always a plus. Day. It always makes you want to go back. <laughs> um, so my co-host, uh, 
John Paul, he uh, works at Rainbow Comics Cards and Collectibles in mm-hmm. Sioux Falls, which they sponsor this podcast. Um, so this podcast was started by me. I then asked John because he's a very animated guy. Um, and then Rainbow then, you know, helps fund it. So um, I scour anything and everything I can for uh, independent creators, people that are just getting out there doing their own thing. Um, and so I loved it that you guys wanted to, to chat with me. Um, Absolutely. Uh, I apologize. I did not even know that there was more more information on the website. Um, so all the, the only the only thing I know of is what's in this particular issue. Um, so do you would do you guys feel comfortable catching up the listeners as to what what happens in the next chapter, or would you absolutely should we direct Not everyone out there? Well, obviously, everybody should go and check it out because no matter what we say, it's nowhere near as neat as reading it with all of Denny's art. Yeah, like, right. It's, it's, a like, com- it's a comic. It's a comic. So it's okay, like yeah, a like, Wikipedia article in some yeah, writing. You get the gist of it, but you don't get the experience. Okay, yeah, we, we, so yeah, we can give you. But for the Wikipedia summary, basically, um, well, the bar chapter just, one, the bar just. Oh, sorry, ex- go ahead. Or where I'm at is the bar just exploded, and. Mm-hmm. Um, all of her team has their weapons on Kilko asking where's Mm. Ace. So chapter two is sort of, again, these are sort of a two parter Um, chapters one and two. They neatly wrap up this little Kilko um, uh, operation. um, If you're charitable fiasco is probably more accurate. Sure. Um, So basically Bree Inter- between the two chapters, Bree tries to get some answers out of Kilco and finds out that they've missed the opportunity to actually track down Ace. However, they manage to get some, excuse me, they manage to get something of a lead out of one of the other, um, uh, one of the workers in the bar. And there's a bit of a back and forth about um, what to do next. Uh, one of the, uh, the bar staff gets a bit uppity. Uh, Bree pulls her badge on them. Fun stuff all around. Few little character development moments. Best experience directly. Um, they're mopping everything up, trying to you know figure out what their next uh, plan of attack is. When their planning gets interrupted by a flyer or a little gunship that has been hidden, so Bree has to take off and try to avoid getting shot down and lead it away from her team and the prisoners uh-huh. while the rest of the team tries to figure out some way of bringing it down. Um, Tracer and Zach, uh, the human and the little tentacle-headed uh, cyborg guy, right. try to have a, have a, uh, a fairly direct plan uh, to remove it. Uh, Helena, who's also who's our, uh, who's the, uh, the larger one, who's a little bit is similar to Brie in the sense that she's uh, very direct yep. in terms of her approach. Yeah. Uh, she tries to uh, she tries a slightly more direct route to taking the ship down. Lots of lots of action ensues. Lots of uh, uh, shenanigans. At the end, it gets taken down, and we uh, we see the glorious aftermath when, or we're we're sort of taking in the glorious aftermath. It's it's hard to summarize just because it's mostly action. Mm-hmm. But at the end, we have um, a big ass ship with a Marshall symbol come down, and we're introduced to Bree's boss, Felicia. Oh. And Felicia is not particularly chuffed with uh, uh, her subordinates' tactic. Yeah. in this particular instance. So she sends her de- she sends her team to 
get everybody rounded up and on the ship. And she tells Bree and her team that they're coming back to Jubilee, which is the homeworld for the Marshall Command. Okay. So Bree's getting pulled in uh, to cool her heels a little bit. Um, and on the ship, on their way home or on their way back, uh, she has a conversation with Felicia after a bit of a dress down over them more or less leveling a town, regardless of whether or not it's an illegal town. It still doesn't look good to see cops going in and blowing things up. Yeah. Um, where we get an idea that Bree is kind of in a precarious position yeah. with the marshals. She's not really necessarily a full marshal. There's oh. something provisional about her status. And given the fact that this situation, particularly with Ace, has begun to get noticeably out of hand, somebody has told somebody back at command they want her to account for her actions, and it's clear that a good chunk of the marshals are not really happy, never mind with the way that Bree is handling things, but with Bree even being in the position that she's in. Does Bree so, bring, bring her team down with her then, or are they kind of clear of this? She's... They're not, actually, because their position with the marshals is basically tied to hers right. uh, as deputies. Uh, yeah. One in particular, Zach. Uh, we haven't gotten specifically to that yet. but no, uh, <laughs> Yeah, but um, Zach is... To avoid spoilers, we'll just say Zach is very much tied at the hip to Bree and her uh, fate. So okay. if Bree gets kicked out of the marshals, bad things will happen to Zach. So oh. Zach has a very vested interest in Bree remaining. Helena and Trace are less so, but they're also, never mind the fact that they're her subordinates, they're also her friends. So they clearly don't want something bad to happen to her as well. So the focus is on Bree, and Bree is basically going for the equivalent of uh, an internal review mm -hmm. for the marshals. Yeah. Um, so they'll be present but not voting, as it were. So they get to watch, but this is about Brie and whether or not Brie is basically fit to continue what she's doing. Okay. So does that is that where see, or excuse me, um, issue two stops or three? That's that's, that's both issue late. two and half of issue three. Okay. That's about everything that we've gotten posted so far, with a little bit of what Denny is working on right now. Okay. Um, so if uh, our listeners wanted to find you, they could go to your website, I assume? Yes. And, and that is uh, marshallstar.com? Is that correct? It is uh, marshallstar.thecomicseries.com. Dot the comic series. I had it written down. I must have just misplaced it. Um, no, that's our. Okay, so marshallstar.thecomicseries.com. And uh, you guys have Facebook, right? Is that correct? We do have a Facebook group for Marshall Star. Um, I use it to post uh, it, kind of eventually just silly memes yep. about uh, panels I'm working on, which is kind of the fun part. I just take a panel, I take it completely out of context, and I just make it make it silly. Um, that is uh, just uh, facebook.com slash Marshall Star comic. Okay. Um, and then I had one more question about the cover. Um well, actually, I have a few more questions for you guys. Um, is this is this Ace in the background, the bearded guy with the chipped teeth? That that is indeed Ace. Okay. And then, um, what at what point do we get to meet him? Is that already come and gone, or? Uh, you get a little bit of a back, uh, back, uh, flashback of him a little bit in chapter two. 
but you don't really get a full meet of him until chapter six. Okay. So it's still coming up. I, I am really into this story. Um, I got to get um, my co-host to read it too. Um, I think he'd really dig it. The day of the con, he was working his own booth. So, um, <clears throat> uh, are you guys shopping this around for a distributor or anything like that? Or, or are you happy to just self print? Um, I don't mind self printing at the moment. Uh, we have I have some plans in the work for getting maybe a larger distributor when we get ready for a volume release, which is at mm -hmm. the moment once we finish chapter six, um, we're going to do um, limited the last limited runs of the first six chapters as individuals, and then once we get a volume release for that's the first six chapters, yeah, we're not going to print those as individual issues anymore. No. Yes, we we originally printed the first chapter as it was to kind of gauge to see what people's interest in paying for a physical copy would be, especially today with so much available online. You never know how much people actually want physical copies, and. The original plan was just we were going to, you know, have that as sort of the teaser thing, direct people to the website, and then probably wait until we got to the end of the Ace arc, which is going to be probably about 10 chapters and change. Okay. The way uh, we got it laid out. 10 to 12, right. So yeah, And change, yeah. We've got a few yeah. sort of inter-chapters in there and an epilogue yeah. planned out. But yep. um, then, I mean, Denny was just messaging me from cons being like, dude, I'm already sold out. So I was like, okay. And people are asking about chapter two. What do I tell them? And that's I'm like, a, that's oh, exactly well, it. I, I guess I, yeah. did, I didn't even realize um, that it was an online thing first and foremost. Um, what I, I thought it was straight up a uh, comic book release. And so I've been kind of scouring the internet for the second issue and going, huh, yeah, it must not be out. And, and I got. I gotta say, uh, we're, I, I can't speak for Danny, but I'm sure that he's he feels similarly. I mean, Tyler, I'm really flattered to hear you say that, because when, especially with all the things that are on offer today, having somebody looking at our stuff and thinking that it's professional enough to be released as a physical exclusive, and then you know wanting to pay for it that way has been was actually kind of surprising oh. to us. Not because we don't have faith in our work, but just because. You know, there's so much out there. It's hard to get noticed, and it's hard to get that level of investment and excitement, especially when you're a new property straight off the bat. So I, uh, I don't know about the rest of the U.S., but um, in our little neck of the woods in South Dakota, Minnesota corner, um, everybody that's in my inner circle and, and friends and their inner circles, um, it's physical form comic book only nobody reads digital because we have such a great comic book store that mm -hmm. people will come from an hour or two hours away every Wednesday to get their books and um, I don't know to us for me personally it's about sustaining the store as much as it is collecting um, mm -hmm. I never want to see an in somebody independent go out of business because um, they're nobody was just looking you know even though they're working their yeah, ass yeah. off for it so whether that comes from like guys like you guys putting out a book um or whether it's um a comic book store trying to make it or whether it's somebody like me with putting out a comic book podcast uh, i want i think the whole community of comic book stuff needs to be supported and i i felt i feel like uh digital comics and website comics um i feel like i'm cheating the creators a little bit you know 
it's it's a it's a weird position. I mean, on the one hand, you have you can reach a comic from anywhere. Like coming yeah. from rural on rural ish Ontario and then moving to bigger cities, especially like the lower mainland. Yeah, in lower mainland is weird in that. This is where like all the movies are made, but good luck trying to find a place where you can buy DVDs. Right. Like there's no it's it's bizarre. Yeah. Um and comic book stores, like we have Golden Age Comics downtown on Granville, but and there's a couple of little places here and there, but it's it never feels like it's got that same it it doesn't feel like it's as thriving as it should be given the number of people who are here. Yeah. And I think that's because a lot of people have moved to that like paradigm of the internet allows you to consume things and it is a bit of a catch-22 where yeah more people can read your stuff because there's not a default price of entry but at the same time because there's not a default price of entry it's harder to get paid for the work that you're doing yeah exactly and yeah so i mean we ultimately we want people to read and enjoy our stuff and i think as creatives and i i've got my own stuff as well uh, along with marshall star my big thing is i want people to be able to enjoy what i have to offer um but getting that reciprocation going when you're online exclusively is pretty hard sometimes so being able to deliver stuff and being able to deliver something that's that little bit of added value of a physical copy right. is great. Like, I honestly can't wait until we get enough written that we can start talking about all the extras we're going to be sticking in volume releases because that's that's going to be exciting. I, yeah, Which I'm, I, I'm excited for that too. Do you, um, do you guys have a mailing list? Because I I don't I don't want to miss out on when this stuff comes out. Um, I, I don't have much of I don't have much of a way of mailing list. Um, usually if I do an update or anything, I do try and post it on, or we do have a Twitter as well. Yeah, I was going to say we have on. a Twitter. I, I I try and post on that as occasionally as I can. Sometimes with uh, science articles, other times with uh, just kind of reposting what I have on the Facebook uh, group here. But uh, I do try and post out a couple of things now and then for that. Um, I'm not as highly active as on Twitter as a lot of other people, so no, it's kind of difficult for me to keep up with we that. Aren't that's, either. That's ridiculous. We should be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how old you guys are, but I'm 36. I feel like Twitter came out too late for me. And I've yeah, ne- I never get I never I've never got in on it. Well, uh, as as the baby of the group at 27, I can tell you that it mystifies me just as much as it does you guys. <laughs> I I have my own for uh, my own uh, projects, yeah. uh, and I use it ex- like I think, and I mean like maybe this will change, but uh, where I'm at with uh, things like a mailing list, I think, and given the size of the audience we have right now yeah twitter is probably going to be how we distribute updates yeah because having the having to build up like a dedicated mailing list using something like mailchimp or anything else it's just it's probably not the most effective way of doing it and if we can just throw up those updates and be like hey new pages hey this new thing is out hey uh Declan's doing this or denny's also doing this and you know yeah it's a little bit easier to integrate in that respect yeah um to give you a bit more of a warning here um I'm working on chapter three up and up through the end of November, and by the end of November, I should have enough done and ready. I want to be able to start posting updates again because what I what I try and do is I try and, and get blocks of the chapter done. Because like I said, Declan's on chapter seven right now. We've gotten chapters mm-hmm. one through six that are written. Chapters one and two are done. Chapter three is in the works. Chapters four, five, and six need some minor edits to them, and they're good to go. Um, otherwise, so a lot of it's I've already got chapter four thumbnailed, ready to go, ready to start working on it. Uh, chapter five is partially thumbnailed. Mm-hmm. I need a little bit more work on that, but 
I try and get like a, a good portion, if a, a half, if not more, of the comic done, and then try to upload it. But this year, I've been really busy with other projects. I've had two book publications coming out. I've got a, had a bunch of charity work for the Kaiju versus Cancer charity um, for St. Jude's Research Hospital. I've had other couple commissions, uh, some other personal stuff that came up here. It's kind of taken some time, but with all of that mostly caught up and done, I'm finally getting back to work on on the comic as a whole, and I'm cannot wait to get back in. I'm loving getting back into it. Did you go, Danny? Did you go to school for art? I did not. Just <laughs> kind of ironically enough. Just kind of picked up on it, or. Um, I've always drawn since I was three. Yeah. Um, since I, for before for as long as I can remember, I know three is the year I'm told this when I really picked it up. Um, but I actually went to school for paleontology. What? That is nothing compared to this. <laughs> well, the thing is, people think it's it's really kind of off the wall, but when you think about it, at least in the way that I rationalize it, it makes perfect sense. Okay. Because when you're doing drawing and you're drawing anything from a human to a monster. Right understanding their anatomy which is one of my focuses was comparative anatomy of theropod dinosaurs and descriptive anatomy of an owl source from wyoming that is where i worked on okay it helps you understand okay the muscle is going to be bulging here it's going to be going here the shape of the muscle is going to do this as it curves ah, here i can see the arm bends going to be here so so building the framework as an anatomist helps when, especially helps when you're when you're trying to build these alien monsters and these I fantasy bet. races. So yeah. trust me, there's going to be a couple of races coming up where you're going to look at it and go like, "There's the paleontology degree." Okay, yeah, <laughs> there's see, a paleo degree. See, I um, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I did go to school for art. I'm a high school art teacher, um, mm -hmm. and so when I was in school, all of our model drawing you know, did me so much help. And so I can see how um, you being involved in dinosaurs, uh, you could see how strange races are built, you know. Right. And and some of the things that I've done is I just look at a skeleton and it's like, okay, what if I play with the muscle masses here? What if I play with the way skin's pulled taunt on these areas here? Right. What if I mix and match and make chimera stuff? And the thing is, I was, I was going to school for paleontology, but I always did try to get an, an art course or two um, every year. Yeah. Um, I've taken, took, I took beginning drawing. I took figure drawing. I took, uh, uh, art history. I did take several art classes, but art wasn't my focus. Oh, I see. Yeah. I, I, had, well, I have three, I have two degrees, one in, uh, master of arts or a bachelor's of arts in, uh, art and education. And then I also got my bachelor of science earlier than that in marketing. And, the business degree marketing does me no good. <laughs> so it's, well, it's always the creative, the creative ones do. I got you beat there. I've got a master. I got a bachelor's of science in geology, emphasis in vertebrate paleontology and a master's of science in geosciences, emphasis in vertebrate paleontology. All right. And oh, so please, I've got, I got both you guys beat. I have right. a bachelor's, I have a bachelor's in philosophy and psychology. So I basically have a degree in being annoying to talk to. Uh -huh. And he, he is not wrong. And, he is uh, not wrong. I love talking with him. It's fun. And so, uh, Declan, what do you do for work then? Uh, right now I'm actually going back to school. Are you? Uh, appropriately enough. Uh, I'm going back for, um, an associates of arts in history. Okay. Uh, Lancaster College. Uh, then I'm gonna have to pick up some uh, uh, upper level courses in history, and then I'm planning on going to the accelerated uh, bachelor's of education program uh, at UBC. Um, hopefully to get all my teachables and certifications, yeah. sort so that I can uh, 
teach uh, high school uh, history level and uh, maybe uh, uh, parlay some of my other uh, skills into something similar. Yeah. So that, I'm starting that in January. Other than that, uh, my primary stuff is uh, freelance. Yeah. Um, odds and ends. Working with Denny, obviously. Um, I've done a few little bits and pieces of uh, voice acting wise. Um, since I moved out here, I've done kind of a lot of different things for everything. Um, I've done voice acting. I've done some extra work. It's been a while since I've done that, though. Um, I might be a dramaturg for a play uh, that mm-hmm. my girlfriend is putting on, <laughs> assuming that the grant comes through for that. So that'll I'm be a, fun. Well, I'm our I, at our high school that I work at. I'm our uh, uh-huh. drama uh, department. It's a one man department. We're such a small school, and uh, and so you're doing God's work, good sir. Uh, my girl, <laughs> I can. I can hear my girlfriend's approval from well, here. <laughs> and that's why I need to apologize to you because the last two times that Dennis and I kept trying to set something up and I had to switch uh, primarily because of either my kids involved in sports or me at play practice. <laughs> Dude, honestly, you're you're out there and you're inspiring people to do art as far as i'm yep. concerned that's that's more than that's more than a good excuse to reschedule talking to a schmuck like me oh but um, you know what comic books this is funny i make zero money virtually at doing a podcast but this is what i put as my primary uh focus in my head and my wife she always reminds me going you know you teach kids right <laughs> i said mm-hmm. yes i remember yeah yeah, no, it's it's actually like that's that's kind of the thing. Uh, right now, I'm working on a series of uh, audio essays, uh-huh. um, which I'm hopefully I'm getting a bunch of episodes backlogged, and they'll be releasing as of uh, hopefully the beginning of November, all the way through December. I'm hoping to have a backlog ready for weekly for that, and maybe that'll make me you know some people who are willing to throw a couple of bucks my way i still doodle obsessively even though i'm not much of an artist uh and i'm certainly not good enough to do anything like what denny does or you know in a consistent manner Uh but that's the stuff that i'm drawn towards because that's the stuff that i enjoy so working with something like this with denny as far as i'm concerned like when you're doing something that is actually got that passion behind it yeah that's when you know you're in the right place so so again i salute you sir i've been wanting to um start a comic for a long time how did how did the Uh two of you get hooked up with each other how'd you meet Uh, (laughs) that's that's we'll give you we'll give you the abbreviated version uh we were both uh pulled into a project um that was uh, basically an animation pitch. Okay. Uh, Denny was pulled in for art. I was pulled in for writing. Um, Specifically, I was pulled in to be the storyboard art or one of the storyboard artists for this yeah. animation. And I was um, and I was supposed to be head of writing. And basically, uh, the whole thing got away from everybody, and there was a lot of drama, a lot of crap. Uh, we tried to parlay the team that we had into something a little bit more reasonable in terms of what we were capable of delivering. We were going to try and transition into more of a, a studio thing rather than a team trying to pitch to a big studio um, or a big div- a distributor. That didn't work out either, but during that time period, Denny came to me with the sort of kernel idea for what would become Marshall Star, and we just sort of started developing it first as potentially something that this team was going to run with and distribute but when that fell through we both kind of looked at each other and say hey we you know we still like each other and we 
we've got this good thing. Right. Why not run with it and see where it goes on our own? And yeah. the rest is history. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've been on some of these forums, you know, online where you can hook up with uh, somebody that does the opposite of what you do so that you can hopefully develop a partnership. Um, but I don't know. I've never felt comfortable enough with somebody that I absolutely know nothing about where I would do all this artwork and they're going to uh, do all of the writing work. I, I just feel like a little timid about that, you know? And I, I kind of understand that because it's kind of a one thing where you've got to, I've had a friend of mine who also have some kind of questions about this because the way, the way me and Declan work is we're, we're both okay with compromising certain things right. um like if i pitch if i pitch an idea to him and i have this entire like story sect built up already before i pitch it to him and then he does or doesn't like certain aspects of it you know we're willing to kind of go with each other it's like okay i don't quite like this you're not selling me on this so i explain a little bit more about what my mentality behind it is and he kind of i can hear him nodding his head a little bit and kind of going okay okay well i like where that's going let me think on that for a bit we go and discuss more stuff or we build on it a little bit more mm -hmm. and then either either it's a either it's a yay or an a and i i'll accept that because declan's really good with from my experience with him before we even started this partnership of building stories and world building and other stuff which is also something i really enjoyed uh getting the background from marshall star and all the other details ready to go um really enjoyed that because that was that showed me that you know declan knows that stuff and of course me and him got along pretty well in our just uh just the general team chats where we'd be talking everyone else went to bed and we would still be chatting back and forth about yeah. various various topics here so we had kind of a good back and forth between us and that's uh that's a danger sometimes to get into because you don't know how you're going to get along with someone yeah yeah i think i think if if there's a piece of general advice to give to people you know who want to do this sort of thing or want to have a partner i think it really is better to start off like figuring out whether or not you're going to get along with each other before you even start on the idea oh, of I actually having a business partnership that is so true my my co-host um he works at the comic book store that i shop at i listened to him and how he interacted with customers for months before mm -hmm. i thought this would be a good guy to have on the show um, because yeah. I, I'm not as, uh, I don't know if, if you guys, uh, get a chance, check out an episode where JP is on the, on the show. Cause he's so animated and he's so over the top that, um, I felt like I would be way too boring by myself, you know? <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna tempt us back so we can meet JP then. Yes. Yeah, well, you're, 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 it's 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 happening. It's that, happening. <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna bring up to you guys. When when we, there's more material out, because like I said, we're physical collectors. Um, we should have mm -hmm. you guys back on because um, absolutely, we're all the the point of the show is to direct listeners to underground uh, material that's out there. Um, yeah. Actually, and just before I forget, sure. um, there was there was one other thing, like especially when it came to like the the way that Denny and I work together oh, sure, again, sure, sure. just, 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 just something, just something that I was thinking about. Cause this, they got, this got the wheels in my brain spinning a little bit. I yep. don't think, and Denny, correct me if I'm wrong on this. I don't think we've ever actually thrown anything out. Like we, we've, we've, we've repurposed we've, stuff. We've cut it. We've cut it to the bone certainly, but we, or we've just completely moved it and recontextualized it. But there's been this, there's this wonderful, there's just enough 
synergy between the way the two of us think about the story, but enough difference in the way that we approach it that we end up with a very productive mentality when it comes to disagreement. Like if Denny does something that I think is too simplistic rather than throwing it out, I my contribution is to build it up. And if I'm dragging too much on the space politics, then Denny throws a couple of explosions in there and I'm like, all right, yeah, now I want to read. Now even I want to read it. So, yeah. So it's the, because, yeah, nothing's ever been completely, totally shot down. Even some off the wall ideas I've come to Declan with, you know, hey, how about I've had this idea floating around my head. You know, this is, you know, this is like, you know, 50 plus 100 chapters in already. Yeah what do you think of this concept? And then he kind of runs on it and we kind of throw things back and forth at each other. And it, it changes from the original, you know, introduction of that idea into something that's a lot more concrete and makes more sense uh, in the setting of the world and the story we're telling. Because if, if nothing else, the, the stuff I've, I've come to him with that often gets shut down, yeah. um, doesn't <laughs> actually get completely like eradicated from the story wise because the intent of what I wanted to go, the kernel of that stays. I'm okay with that. And as I've told Declan and, and when, when I get uh, new uh, yeah, copies of chapter two done, I'll send you an email saying, Hey, they're, they're available on our website um, for sale because I've got them back in currently because with con season, my store is kind of temporarily shut down for the moment. Oh, sure. Mm. But once uh, con season ends here, uh, mid November, I should open it, have it back opened up. I should have stuff for sale again. Um, but I'll let you know, when we have chapter two ready for you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. if you guys want to get a copy, that would be great. And also, and also I think there's been a couple of, there's been a couple of occasions lately and I can't spoil any of this yet, but we've had a couple of characters that I've come up with literally just to fill space. Okay. Like we just needed them for things. And they've now, we've now spent God knows how long integrating them into the rest of the story. Cause we just like them so much. Oh, they're, they're fun characters. But my main yeah, well, thing I wanted to say it with was uh, the one thing I told Declan, I think it's also the important thing about why we're working so well together is I don't particularly care how long a chapter becomes in page count. No, which is good. Like, I don't. I don't Seven, care if it's like twenty. I don't care if it's twenty-four. I don't care if it's twelve. I don't care if it's fifty to sixty. Which some of our later chapters are pushing that much. But again, I don't care. It's fine. My main concern that I told Declan when we started this was I don't care about the length of how many pages I have to draw, as long as the story stays consistent. But there's also been times. Uh, where I, I give him that free reign, but there's also times where I've had to take take the script that he's given me, and I've had to rearrange some things. Not massive changes, just like, well, I was going to put a... He suggested a page break here, but thematically, in the way I have everything paced, I'm going to move it up here or move it down here to, to include or exclude certain dialogue um, to keep readers turning the page. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, sorry to torture this 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 topic so much, but I will just say this. That's another piece of advice for anybody who wants to get into comics. If you have a specialization and the other person has a specialization, mm-hmm. let them do their thing. Let them do... Yeah, let, let them yeah, do what they're supposed to do. Yeah, don't... Fight, if you're a writer, don't fight your artist to the, to the nth degree on how... It looks, and if you're an artist, don't give your writer a hard time for writing and the way that they're structuring things. Like, if it's unworkable on both sides, that's one thing. But, like, I, the way I write, I have, like, a, I have an image flow in my head, but I recognize that that might not necessarily be how Denny wants to draw it or Denny can even draw it. Right. So I just kind of, I always say, I was like, dude, these are my, like, these breaks are my suggestions. 
if it's really undrawable the way that I've written it, let me know and I'll rework it. But we haven't, and we luckily we haven't had that yet. But the and idea, even if I, even if I do, I go over those changes with him. It's like, okay, here's the panel layout of these pages, yeah, exactly. and these are the things. And I, I show him. It's like, okay, I want to move that to this part here because that's going to draw in to make the reader. Because the other thing is that we made this a web comic first because web comics. The good thing about web comics, I know you guys are more physical comic uh, dealers and stuff like that, which is perfectly fine. I, I, I don't care. It's fine. It's great. One thing I like about web comics, though, is it gives people a lot more freedom in what they can put out. And the way web comics are done, because it's done as a web comic first, is each the end of each page has to has to kind of have its own its additional continuation of the story, ending in a way that's going to make the reader want to come back for the next day, for the next update, and then the update after that, and the update after that. And so I kind of have to tweak the script a little bit and placement and panel breakdowns and everything like that to make certain I get that kind of feeling because that also translates into the page turniness of a comic in general which you probably experience as you're going through the first uh, first issue there yep, it just yep. you keep wanting to turn the page because you want to know what's happening next you want to know what's going in the next scene you want to know what's happening along those lines here and that's that's the part of it but the cool thing about webcomics and the bad thing about webcomics is you can put anything out there, but because everyone can put everything out there, there's a lot of uh, chafe to go through to find the good stuff. We do have um, – it is an interesting thing as well, I think, when you're writing for two different mediums because right. we always did want to have it as a physical thing too. Like we're web, we're web primarily because it's the easiest way to ensure that people get to read Marshall Star. But – when it comes to the physical releases, and we always wanted to have those physical releases, it's good to have two people who are thinking about the comic in those two different ways where I'm writing something, and when I write something, I just get my words on a screen, and it's great. I can have them any which way I want, and I can put breaks in, and I can move stuff around, and it's it's wonderful. Like, real estate doesn't matter when you have an endless – when you basically have, like, an endless legal pad. Yeah, when it's but, just a white, when it's just a blank white screen. <laughs> Exactly. Um, I, well, I'm doing dark mode now because I have to write so much. But like, well, yeah, it's. Does that make a difference yeah. on your eyes? By the way, dark mode. Yeah. yeah. It, it, yes. If you're, if you're, the, there's another, there's another tip for free for all you writers out there. Get a program with dark mode. It'll save your retinas. Okay. Um, I want to, I want to agree with that. With any kind of, uh, any kind of digital program for art, if it has a dark version or a darker version of the normal one. Go for that. It will save your eyes from staring at a brightly shining screen in your so, face. So, Denny, what are you using for your for your digital art? Are you do you have a Cintiq um, or do you write on something oh else? God. Or okay, so <laughs> my my pro okay the program I use primarily is Clip Studio Paint. It's the digital version of Manga Studio, but I have yep. the EX Pro version. Yep. Which any of any of your any of your uh, audience that are aspiring artists that want to check it out, I would suggest getting it on sale. It is a great illustrator. Uh, tool set. Okay. Really great. Um, I also stress that um, just because the tools are amazing, if your foundation is bad, the house you build is going to be bad. Right, and right, 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 right. That's, that's something you got to know stress. what you're doing first. <laughs> right. And you, as an art teacher, understand that you no know, foundation has to be the foundation, the fundamentals have to be understood before you can go out and expand because everything's built on those, that same groundwork. Right. You know, when I, I teach, you know, everybody the, the, um, principles of design and the elements of art, those kinds of things. And I start out all my classes like that. And they all go, why, why do we have to know this? I said, because you can't break the rules until you know what the rules are. 
exactly. Um, but to, to finish answering your question here, I, I finish up the comic in, in Clip Studio slash uh, Manga Studio. Okay. But what I do is when I'm reading the script from Declan, I've got a couple of small books I use to just sketch ideas in. Sure. Um, one of them is specifically devoted to be my thumbnail book. Mm-hmm. And in that is I have the thumb. I have basically each little page spread out into four different uh, thumbnails of a page space. And then on there, I kind of roughly sketch out the panels and the layout based on Declan's script and kind of idea where word placement is going to be. What image do I want to do? I want to use to convey this 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 scene and just kind of break, basically break it down and lay it out uh, for everyone to uh, to get a look at that that way. So I start traditional. Mm-hmm. And then I scan them. I put them into the my uh, program, give them their own each individual page, spread them out, spread stuff out. Then I go then I go over and do a second round of sketching to finish out to finish out the roughs of the thumbnails to give it a more polished look. Yeah. And okay. um, then from there I go and I go in and I finish the sketches, uh, finalize them a bit, and then I, after that's all done, I'm I'm content with that. And Declan's okay with that because I show Declan the various steps of this process where I'm at because. As the writer, I also feel his input is useful, even if the even if art isn't his focus for it. For right, the project, right, right. His input's important, so I, I go over this with him. Well, he still has an imagination steps. that can help flush out ideas and. Right, and a lot of times, and a lot of the more recent, as we've been getting working together more and more, we're finding some of our visual ideas are matching up, and so some of the scripts he's given me in the last couple of chapters have been this is a scene that I'm envisioning for this mm-hmm. and I'm not going to lie. That's similar to what I'm thinking of it already without reading his little preamble of what he's thinking for that. So mm-hmm. keeping that communication between the two of us helps us to make the, the product a little bit better. And after that, I go through, I get the lines done. I get the backgrounds finished. I get, I block out all my texts, everything. Cause I do that during the entire sketch process. Cause that's also important for comics. Yeah. So, you know, where um, they're going to get laid. Yeah. Where the layout, yeah. where, the, where the text is going to get blocked out, make sure I'm not blocking out anything important visually. I mean, make sure I have enough negative space for them. Make sure there's enough negative space for the for the amount of words and the width of words. And then uh, after that, I go through, uh, color everything, mm-hmm. give everything hues, do on the final sound effect layouts, do the final uh, highlights, go over it one more time if there's anything I'm missing, and then save it, upload it, and then move on to the next page. That's awesome. You know, I as if you can't tell, I'm highly interested in the creative process, how mm-hmm. things how things get made. You know, and if so if you want, after the podcast, I can open up a screen share and show you chapter three in progress, um, so you can well, kind of see a little bit more of that. Well, actually, I would love to, but I have to actually put my kids to bed. Um, I'm ah. just looking at the clock. We're looking at about nine o'clock here. Our time. Yeah, so, it's, nine, it's 9 p.m. So I've, Indeed. I've got little, little ones that have to go to school tomorrow and I'm hiding out in one of their bedrooms. So it's actually quiet. <laughs> 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 um, so, um, do you guys have any last, um, shout outs that you want to do, or do you want to direct people to where they can find you or, uh, anything at all you want to announce? Uh, we do have a Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patreon is. I want to pull it up here because I forget it off the top of my head. I, you know, we have one and I have no idea what it is. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one donates anyway. I mean, to mine. We, got, we have we have one Patreon and she's she's a good friend of mine. Yeah. I really appreciate her support. Um, I saw her name but, on your uh, dedication page, so that was fun. When it said <laughs> yeah. thank you to our Patreon, thanks, and then the name, you know. <laughs> 
Thanks to our right. patron. Well, well the thing singular. is, I, I do acknowledge our patrons in the front of the in the front of the books as the patron got started. And we got more people, so in the sure. front of the books, I do I do acknowledge the patrons that have been supporting supportive of us throughout this endeavor here. Um, yep. But I do want to try and get some more stuff done. Like I said, I've been having a lot of stuff with a lot of my other with a lot of my other side products. I've taken up a lot of my time. Uh-huh. Uh, but you can find us at patreon.com Marshall Star. We are doing um, some upgrades for the page as far as our reward tiers uh currently it's very bare bones but we want to try and expand that there's some other fun stuff that we want to do um as long as the interest is there for it so mm. um any support is welcome because that helps us cover printing costs that help covers con trips for us to go and, and spread the word of marshall star yeah um we want to do uh ask us anything's or uh live stream live stream uh drawing sessions stuff like that um for people who are interested in that and especially like the, i like to do the q a a bit more because i'm kind of i there's so much we've done for it i want to get it out there <laughs> yeah ask questions about we can answer those questions yeah i love it um, yeah um, and because i i do the same thing people how do you start a podcast and it's the exact same thing you know um oh yeah my friend who's wanting to start a podcast i've already been invited to be on there for a couple i'm i've been invited to be on there a couple times once he gets it up and running so oh, look at you mr popular that's aw- i know that's awesome then you can use those on your page going I've, hey i'm on I've, this podcast you know i've actually been on several with a with a fellow friend of ours oh, uh mm-hmm. andres for a lot of his uh godzilla and kaiju related stuff because i'm also a big godzilla fan yeah. um <laughs> Boy, howdy, is he? Oh, yeah. He, he bought me my copy of Godzilla. That's how big of a I fan he is. And we sat down and watched it. And so you watch it, like you're like, you have to have this here. I, I'm starting to wonder whether or not that was the real reason he wanted to come up and visit me. Yeah. Well, that was a gift for you, my friend. Don't try and twist it any other way. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for, for you to have, not because he wanted to watch it. No, no, of course not. Any freaking time I want. I mean, what the heck do I need to watch with him for? That's true. Yeah, fair actually, actually, I gave it to Declan because he is a bit of a film. He does like a lot of good cinema, cinema, and he's never actually seen the original. So I was like, you know what? This would be a good gift for him for his collection. Yeah. No, no, no. All, all joking aside, uh, it definitely plugged a hole in uh, my my viewing uh, my viewing list. That, I, I'm uh, a huge horror fan, so all of my friends go, "Have you seen this? No, here, you know." They just pretty much how it works. Yep, yep. Yeah, no, absolutely. Media is best enjoyed with other people. It um, definitely is. Yeah. Or uh, is there anything else you want to do? You want to plug your your site, Danny? Uh, yeah, your, I'll plug my stuff. Um, you can find me on DeviantArt. I go by the I go by uh, Dr Studios. That's you can also translate it. Also read as Doctor Studios, which is ironic because that is my initials. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Dr Studio Dr Studios I currently taking some commissions but i won't be really starting on those until january uh due to some financial strain i've got coming up here but if you like giant monsters uh song the hedgehog cute anime girls um hilarious internet memes i have some of those so well uh, did, did you draw your we're on skype here did you draw your skype icon here oh uh, yes i did okay so yes, i'm I, it, i'm looking at a very cool dragon and night sky uh thing um, I'd like to see the whole work. It, you know, I, I hate oh, it. That's... Oh, I'll give that. I'll, I'll get that to you. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, that would be great because like I actually I... was selling that as a print for a while, but no one bought it, so I kind of stopped selling it. Oh no, bring it back. I I I'll, I'd love to buy one. Um, mm-hmm. I'm always looking for fantasy art. Uh, my classroom is such an un- unconditional classroom. I've got movie posters everywhere because I'm trying to teach. You know, artwork isn't just in a you know a, a snotty gallery. I mean, it's everywhere. And so, um, yeah, even fantasy art and posters and things like that, I I, uh, I love that stuff. So, 
Quick, Tyler, favorite movie poster? Uh, Spawn right now. Or, yeah, the new Spawn one. The new Spawn one? Yeah. It's just, uh, um, I think I saw something online for it earlier. Okay. Not Spawn, has... not Spawn. No, um, Hellboy. Oh, the, oh, the new oh, Hellboy. Yeah, the not Hellboy. Spawn. Okay. Right, okay. No, sorry. my friend, <laughs> I read a lot of Spawn. But uh, Hell, Hellboy is the recent one I really liked. Nope, fair enough. I and, just I just completed a an epic weekend of movie viewing with a couple of friends of mine. So awesome. I'm very much I'm very much in the movie mentality. Yeah, I really right like now. the posters that I've seen out for Venom. Um, those posters look cool because some of them are drawn like a comic book, and some of them have actually Tom Hardy on them. Some of them have you know half and half. Uh, it's actually pretty cool. Ooh. Yes, I and for the record, I just pulled up that that poster. Yeah, good choice. Yeah, good choice. the 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 half and half one or the. Mm, mm. Or the Hellboy yeah, there's one. a cut. Yeah, there's a couple of uh, oh, the Hellboy couple of different one. ones. Yeah, yeah, the Hellboy one. Yeah, those yeah. look cool. I don't understand why they didn't just stick with Ron Perlman. He looks exactly the same. You know, <laughs> pretty much. Probably, honestly, uh, having existed in movie land now for a little while. Yep probably they would have had he would have been able to command a much bigger salary because of it yeah he's too expensive every appearance you make means that you can ask more money for and that sort of thing so I'm, they probably just looked at it and said like ah get a new guy he's cheaper unless I'm wrong I think it's a different studio I think uh, somebody else bought the rights but and so Ron Perlman may be under contract to not a no compete clause who knows yeah there might be that too yeah um, but uh, anyway guys it was a blast chatting with you um, I not a problem. It was great. As soon as we have, um, oh, do I not get to plug myself? Oh yeah, sorry, sir. I <laughs> no, I, I thought we were. I thought we were missing something. Okay, no, no, sorry. It's all right. No, 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 no. I, I sincerely apologize. That was not. No, my don't. Tyler, my friend, do not even worry about all it. All right. So, Declan. Uh, no, if uh, yeah. So uh, if um, if uh, Denny's uh, Sonic and memes aren't your cup of tea, and you're more into the uh, overanalysis, philosophizing, and. Uh, artsy artsy fartsy kind of thing yeah uh you can find all my stuff at my uh personal website www.vocal-philosopher.com uh i've got some audio again i've got those audio essays that i'm starting to uh upload those will be starting in november called meditations i also have a uh, pilot for a longer form series called the philosopher vocalizes i've got some poetry some photography little bit of my own art uh, i actually drew my own skype icon too which is why we don't talk about my art um, i don't see i don't see it on my screen it just says oh, you don't oh thank god thank it god just says... <laughs> thank god it's terrible it, oh, it, it, trust it reminds me, me so... of it reminds me of uh god like some some of the children's books that came out in like the early oh edward Gray, yeah. yeah that that or um scary stories to tell in the dark it just looks like he's kind of like a waste of his cheekbones very yeah, sunken very long face it just kind of reminds me of that to be fair, I drew it at two thirty in the morning, and I might have been drunk, so okay. that would explain it. Uh, but yeah, no. So yeah, vocal dash philosopher dot com. Uh, if you're interested in some short sci fi stories, I'm also planning on working on, and you can find everything that I do easily linked through there. So awesome. if you like what I that to say, you're interested in any of that stuff, by all means, check it out. Um, yeah, because I, I think you connected through Denny, so then it shows up on me. The circle is just it just says D-E um, for That's, you. So. It's all good, man. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
I, d- I forgot that Denny drew his, and I was just like, wow, this kind of this little side to side on my computer really illustrates the difference in our art skills. Yeah, well, I don't. Right. I wouldn't say that. I think some of the stuff you've been doing lately has been been really awesome. Uh, Denny, yeah. so the the full the full deviant art um, thing just came through. It looks amazing. So at first I thought it was just a regular dragon, but it's it's actually some kind of other beast that you've created with uh feathers and hair and blades or bones coming out of the the claws i love it it's really cool um i i want to give a lot of props to uh my colorist who's been that's kind of this is part of a joint project he and i have worked on okay um we're still kind of working on it off and on um he he is known as winter and gaia um yeah he's the colorist of this um i did the line art he did the colors for it so Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I just, you can't even tell that from that small circle, uh, icon that you have and mine, I, I, I just kind of, I like sci-fi, I like fifties stuff. So I just picked a kid looking at a sci-fi robot. <laughs> I, I oh, that's, that. a, that's a classic. I yeah, love that's that. A, that's definitely awesome. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, guys, we kept you from your kids too long by this point. <laughs> oh yeah, they, may, no. they want they want to have their room back if they want to go to bed. No, they don't. <laughs> they they want to stay up, you know, because they they get to watch TV longer. Because they were told they were told to to sit in the living room, just watch TV, and and not make a lot of noise. So <laughs> so it's it's me going. They have school tomorrow. <laughs> it's the school teacher in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway. Uh, guys, it, like again, it was a blast having you on. Um, we'll get you back on as soon as we have more uh, books to talk about. And uh, I, I want to get you guys on when JP is available. Definitely. Um, it's been a pleasure, Tyler. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. No. And definitely, if you get a chance to read the comic online, I know you guys want a physical copy. We can get you one oh, of those. Oh, no, no, no. We'll I'm going online. I'm going online as soon as uh, we get done talking here. So I want to check that <laughs> out. And if you want to just, just drop us a message at, at, our, at our Gmail. Yeah. Um, yeah, with what you yeah. think there, I, I I appreciate feedback. Po- uh, cr- uh, constructive criticism is great. Okay. Um, I I give out a lot of it at cons, amazingly enough, but I also go out looking for constructive criticism from other from other artists here because that's the only way you really learn. Oh, we do too. I I encourage even if it's a bad comment, let me know. You know, because I want to know what I'm doing wrong. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you don't want to keep doing it wrong. No, exactly. exactly. That's exactly right. Uh, so, uh. For Smash and Grab Comics, uh, this is Tyler, and with me, of course, is Denny and Declan uh, from Marshall Star. Hope you guys have a great night. We'll see you later. Good night, universe. Have a great one.